Because of the mental expansion this work can bring upon the listener, there comes some times when even my mind is blown after listening to an episode. And this happened to me while reviewing our most recent episode on the roles emotions play in our energetic wellness journey. Around the six-minute mark, Alexander states, emotions don't necessarily carry much intelligence, which is in contrast to the sentences spoken just before that about them carrying information for us to decipher. To me, this was a key piece of wisdom to utilize and unlock some other viewpoints I or others may need to unlearn. I feel as though we are taught to trust our emotions, but maybe we need to question patiently instead. Join me now in exploring this further uncovering of our emotions and how it relates to intuition. I'll be waiting for you in our Facebook group if anyone wants to discuss why their mouth is dropped and their mind is shattered. So now, let's journey. Wise with Aaron and Alexander uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness conscious communication and emotional responsibility before we jump into this fabulous episode I wanted to give a shout out to our new patron member Joanna Heights Thank you very much for thank signing you, Joanna. up. Thank you, thank you. And supporting us monetarily. And if you out there want to join Joanna in supporting us, uh, you can visit wise-wise.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and get access to our exclusive content and behind-the-scenes footage. So, Alexander, today uh, I wanted to discuss... Um, kind of things around intuition and emotions and and the differences between I know I I want to say around episode 4 or 5 somewhere at the beginning of this fabulous journey we did discuss the differences between intuition, emotions, sensing and feeling. Uh but you know I have not had full clarity on the differences and recently you know we've been discussing over the last few weeks I've wanted to step more into my feminine side and really develop these gifts because I, I realized that I'm always second guessing myself when uh, intuition happens or what, what I think is intuition or may not be. And, and I have a recent experience that I can share later on about that. Um, but this all stems from the last episode where we were discussing the importance of emotions through this philosophy and energetic wellness. And there was a bomb that you dropped around the six minute mark of that episode that for some reason I didn't catch last week because I would have definitely brought up, you know, or expand had you expand it. on it. Uh, but, you know, when it when it dropped, I was like, oh, my God. And I, I actually probably did that in the live uh, when I was editing. I did a live stream on Facebook and I probably did make a remark like that. Mm-hmm. But you said that emotions carry no intelligence. And because I feel like people or society treat emotions as like 
they're feeling. Like if, if they feel emotional, they need to act in accordance to that. Mm-hmm. And so hearing that is such a, like a a clear <laughs> and concise bomb being dropped. And it's really going to be a paradigm shift for those who felt previously that they had to like really trust their emotions and maybe making their way over to questioning the motives behind these emotions. Sure, sure. And and getting uh, emotions and intuition mixed up is very, very common. And so what I would like to say is an emotional reaction doesn't carry any intelligence. Now, you can have what some people label, not necessarily in my work, but some people label it as emotional intelligence. And so everything can that is created, I happen to feel, can have intelligence. Anywhere where there's free will, there's a uh, and there's a choice. One can choose to raise the vibration or to uh, deal with the lower vibrations, which is typically, from a willpower standpoint, easier. It's easier to be pulled down than to lift up. So I do want to clear that up. That you know, an emotional reaction is a lack of emotional intelligence, of a lack of mental intelligence, a lack of any higher vibration. And I would like to bring in to look at the emotions similar to children, that a child, when they are in reaction, you're not able to communicate with them. We need to get them out of reaction to be able to communicate. And many parents will get frustrated with their child because they're trying to communicate or tell them something to do when the child is in this state of reaction. And our emotions are very similar. When we are in an emotional reaction, we're not seeing things clearly. There is what I call a filter that everything is being heard and seen through. And so that that reaction takes our separation from um, what I like to call that that higher source energy, uh, that divine energy, and puts us more in that so-called human experience. So we are a spiritual being of whatever type somebody wants to call that, having a human experience. And these emotions are the driver's seat of that experience. Now, even when we are experiencing so-called positive emotions, which some people are very fond of, um, and they can be uh, enjoyable, but they're still distracting. So the main thing to connect with is that whether you're having a so-called positive emotional reaction or a so-called negative, either way, you're not receiving the information as clear as you could. It's going to be distorted to some extent. So these emotions are very important, and we were designed to experience them. The thing I happen to feel like it's time for is for us to step into the power to learn to manage the emotions to learn to not be run by them, not to be in this reactionary um, cause and effect so much that you're able to stop a ripple, that when anger comes to you, that you're willing to be the last ripple of that anger and to realize that you are, you're stopping like a wave that, that keeps growing and getting bigger and bigger as it keeps going. So one of the highest forms of being of service that I can see is stopping a negative ripple of emotion that's going out. That doesn't mean that you're just going to go out there and get uh, beaten on emotionally. I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting to stand in your power, stand in your strength, 
understand that you don't know what's going on necessarily in that other person's mind and the reaction. And you can remember a great teaching such as, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do, as Jesus taught. And when you work with this energy enough, you begin to be able to dissolve ripples very quickly and with little little effort. So this uh, topic of emotions and uh, the term of intelligence being brought in or a higher vibration of it uh, as opposed to a lower vibration, um, it is important that all of our listeners understand that we are you know, suggesting a platform of processing your emotions. So there is a right time, a right place, um, a right duration, or a useful. Instead of using the term right, I'd rather use a useful. Because everything that's useful can be used to a certain point, and then it becomes toxic. Uh, that is, once again, another law of this polarity field or this earth plane. So knowing when something is at its limit before it starts to create a, a negative ripple is part of the subtle energy field and studying everything that we're discussing. And you just continue to expand and be able to see, uh, you know, deeper levels. And we can stay in that seeing when we're not in emotional reaction. So uh, once again, the emotional reactions aren't anything bad and negative. We're not judging them. We're just suggesting an opportunity to learn to manage them. And this is where I connect them to children. And those of you that don't have children, if you work on your emotions now, when you do have children, it'll be much easier and you'll be much more smooth with it. And those of you with children now, you know, thank you for being the parents that you are and realize that they are little teachers and you can work to manage your emotions and take a lot of the pressure off of your children needing to be the ones to change because you're the one carrying more intelligence and more wisdom. So many times when we make the change as the parent, the child adjusts accordingly. And um, I've proven this uh, many, many times. If you're not the person stopping that, that wave of emotion coming through towards you, then you're more likely to be the one to continue it. And yeah. one, of, one of my favorite comedies that's no longer on the air about how I met your mother, they had an episode on the chain of screams mm -hmm. where it was like your boss yells at you, you go home and yell at your child, your child yells at uh, another kid in school and then they yell at their father, which happens to be the boss. And it, right. <laughs> it just keeps going. Circle, yeah. and, and it is like that. I mean, you know, energy continues to grow through friction. So this is the beauty is that anything that you don't want to grow, you dissipate through not entertaining action with it. As I suggested, connecting it to raising children when my two twin boys would throw temper tantrums and get in a fight inside my home. See, I wouldn't tell them that what they were doing was wrong. First of all, I would look at them at a, like amazement and like I was looking at uh, a couple of um, animals in wildlife. <laughs> and they would ask me normally, what are you looking at? And I say, hey, I'm really interested in what you guys are, are doing here, but can we take it outside? Because we, we don't want this going on in our temple. This is where we uh, relish life, where we come together and we love each other. But let's go outside and you guys continue what you're doing so I can be entertained with this. And by the time we got outside, of course, it would be dissipated. But see, at no point in time did I tell them they were doing anything wrong. I was just teaching right time, right place, right environment. And then as soon as no, there's no friction, there's no negativity put into it, it just dissipates very quickly. And this is a generality in our lives. Anything that we're really struggling against, 
You know, I like to say lean into that friction, invite it in. If it's jealousy, if it's if it's anger, sadness, whatever it is, and be kind to it and be loving to it. Allow yourself to experience that. But know that that's not truth. That's not of the highest vibration. This is just a conditioned reaction to some type of attachment. And there's been many philosophies in certain religions that touch on these different techniques. This isn't anything mind-blowing new, but it's our, it is our attachment to people and things that most of the suffering comes from. That doesn't mean that you can't uh, live in a material world, and that's what I'm hoping to get across, and still live you know, unattached. And in this work earlier in the podcast, you know, I just mentioned it as living non-preference and trust that, you know, everything is in divine order, one of the um, five pillars. And once you get into that flow of perception, then things that come to you that are challenging uh, are turned into just lessons, opportunities to grow. And if I don't hold on to this, then what I'm really looking for will be represented. See, there's nobody that holds love. There's no certain people that hold love and go, hey, if you don't come to me, then you're not going to get this. No love is everywhere. <laughs> it's available anytime you want it. We don't have to attach it to a specific person or a specific thing. And so uh, there's many been many great teachers to expand on that in great directions. And maybe we will in future podcasts. Okay, now that we've brought up and talked about how emotions do not carry intelligence, I want to bring intuition back in. And also one example uh, that I saw posted on a social network where somebody was questioning whether anxiety was really an intuitive feeling. And right off the bat, I was like, well, anxiety is kind of based in fear and it's not based really in any fact. And fear, if you go back to the pillars... If you believe everything is in divine order, then you wouldn't have any fear. So so fear is an emotion. It's emotional reaction to something. And so to me, intuition and fear can't be the same thing. And maybe you can clarify that further, but also maybe maybe first touch upon what intuition actually is in in your perspective, in the perspective of uh, energetic wellness and maybe um, why emotions can't be a part of that. Well, this is a you know a tricky subject, and um, this is just a perspective or a perception. But intuition can be experienced uh, by different people in different manners. Mine is what I call a sensing, almost a. Um, it's not necessarily a vision. It's not it, but it but it feels like a vision. Is is challenging to describe, and many people or challenge to describe their intuition. But many times the intuition will be going against my preference. So that's when I know that I can more than likely trust the guidance is especially if it's going against what I really want as far as a personal preference. And so I'll bring in what you said uh, just a few minutes ago that you know, fear, you know, not being involved in intuition. And I believe that's what you said. Was that correct? Yeah, there. Yeah, you can't really have fear. If your perspective is that intuition is like a pure sensing or feeling, then... Right. Outside then, of it. It's outside of emotion. Yes, because emotions be would, would cloud that. Yes, yeah. yes. Yep. Similar to how I've suggested uh, 
maybe whether we can be conscious and emotional simultaneously. Um, I don't know that to be true, but it is the roller coaster ride or the seesaw of the human experience and staying connected to that higher divine energy or getting lost into either positive or negative emotions of the human experience. If there is fear involved or any emotion, then I would suggest to really question that you're seeing it clearly because I can almost, um, there's a very high likelihood that you're not seeing it clearly, you're seeing it through an emotional filter. And if it is fear, then there is some conditioning that you've gone through through your life that the scene or the situation is similar to, and it's acting activating some type of fear. So some people hone their intuition in many different ways, and I certainly don't uh, intend to offend anyone. I'm not looking to be an authority in intuition here. But how I've used it within this philosophy is more about how we're we're discussing it here. And it is based around those emotions and managing those. Because, yes, some people will say that they they sense something and then they'll get uh, maybe their heart starts racing or they get fearful and that's like a sign. And I'm not going to say that it's not. Uh, I'm just going to suggest to consider... Do you really, have you ever had an experience to where you were given direction, but you were not emotional? There was no fear involved. There was no sadness involved. Even if you knew you had to do something that you didn't want to do, there's still, every time I've experienced that, I could do something that wasn't my preference to do, but all of a sudden the preference goes away. No, this is just what I got to do. It's not... It's almost like it's just not up for discussion, like in my in my mental processing. And that's only happened maybe five to eight times in my whole life that I've had something that intense. But each time I did, like I said, it's normally a challenge for me to do or it's against one of my preferences. And I get to stand in that light of what's the decision? Do you follow what you want or do you follow what you're being guided to do? And so once again, that can be seen as that pull between that higher vibration and the lower vibration. Do you choose to chase what you want, no matter what the cost is? Or do you choose to move forward going, paying attention to the cost and who's losing as you gain? Uh, That's just a higher vibration. But um, see, neither one's right or wrong. All of these roles have to be played. And this is why we can really work to get away from judgment. Because the roles have to be played. Our decision is just how much we associate with people with certain roles. You don't have to judge them or think that you're better than them. Um, Everyone uh, is necessary, and they're playing roles to give us opportunities to learn about ourselves. Yeah, and I like how careful you were in approaching the subject, and it caused me to self-reflect on how strongly I was leading into that question. And I had the same thought that you that you expressed whereas uh somebody could experience intuition in like as like a heart fluttering and then associate that verbally as anxiety yes and i I do want to share a little story here that may help bridge this um when i was going to sound healing school in 2007 i was at a crossroads waiting for a bus at 10 p.m at night because i had missed a bus and i had to stand there for an extra hour. So it was 11 p.m. in the red light district, and you didn't want to be in that area at that time. And I got an intuition that some trouble was coming my way, okay? And I happened to see these three 
um, young people that seem to be jacked up on some drugs coming to my left peripheral. And when I got the intuition, a feeling of they're coming this way, see, when that happened, then I, I did go into fear. There was fear involved. But the important part is what do you choose? Do you choose to stay in the fear or do you choose to calm and wait for guidance? And I, so, so prayer from my position is, is partially making sure that you've got your emotions set to the side so that you're clear in your intention of what you're sending or asking. And so as soon as I had that intuition that they were going to come over towards me and the fear got activated, I knew at that point in time I needed to stay out of fear. So I put that away by remembering everything's in divine order. You will be taken care of. And I just went into a little prayer and I said, please guide me. I will follow your guidance. And see, then I set fear to the side. So I wanted people to hear that, that processing because emotions aren't bad. They're, they're a warning light, if you will, but they shouldn't be directing, so to say. And then the three gentlemen come over and they did say their quote was, it's a good day to die. And then a sensing or a voice came in and said, walk briskly, do not look back. And I started walking. They started to come after me. The voice said to uh, run. And so I took off and I did get to a place and got to safety. And, and it was through following that guidance that I felt um, pulled me out of that. And my role was just to manage my emotions, to recognize them, uh, give them respect, and then redirect. We call them the three R's in this work. And so, um, so being emotional, there is nothing wrong with being emotional. Just realize that the emotions are typically trained through our home environment, through our school system, through our, our television, and uh, we're trained to be in reaction because we're easier to control. And so, so understand that this isn't just about like being a good person. This is about like uh, holding your vibration and realizing that this this work assists you on every level, the mental, the physical, the energetic, the emotional, and the physical, um, the astral or the um, you know spiritual. So so whatever food we're feeding ourselves is what we're charging you know all these fields with. And so this isn't uh, to put on a show, is to actually help you to learn to manage your emotions so that you can hold a certain vibration so that you can bring different situations and different people in um, to do what we're here to do. So I wanted to bring in a recent experience that I had to then jump into our, our next point of conversation. A couple months ago, I had some crazy stuff going on in my life and I woke up on a Saturday morning. And I was like, I want to get a tarot card reading. <laughs> and so... So I searched, you know, the local cities to see who was available. And uh, there was one lady who uses astrology as well as card polling. And I kind of wanted to go with her, but she wasn't available. So I just called up the closest place that was to me. And a woman answered. And we had a conversation where I was expressing interest in going there. But I I had no idea how it worked. Like, do I have to make an appointment? Like, just kind of odd mm-hmm. uh, if, if you've never done it before. And in our conversation, we were just off. Like we just couldn't communicate. It was so hard. There was energetic barriers. You know, I would say one thing and like then she would come in, we'd interrupt each other and mm-hmm. we just couldn't get on the same page. And But through all that, we I willed it through and right. we it's were- Good word. Yeah, and she, uh, she 
said that she was going to move somebody for me so I could uh, go there for one thirty, And, you know, that I was kind of like, oh, no, no, don't do not do that for me. I can be there anytime after. And she was like insistent on moving that person, which was kind of weird. But so I was like, okay, I'll see you then. We, we hung up and I suddenly got a feeling uh, or a sensing, a sensing, mm-hmm. uh, kind of just in my chestal region that like something just didn't feel right. The whole experience, how we couldn't communicate, it kind of felt like this this was uh I don't want to say wrong, but but maybe I should not go through with it. Maybe mm-hmm. I should look somewhere else or maybe it just wasn't time to do this. Right. You're feeling the the resistance. You know it's important to see that the dialogue was breaking down. So looking at all the so called yellow flags and then the the other key was to say you willed it because you wanted something. Yes, you wanted I did a, want it. You wanted a reading that day. The person that you wanted it from wasn't available. So the possibility is it just wasn't the day for you to connect with that person. And this is, once again, gets back to the right time, the right place, the right person, the right duration. And so please continue. So what does a normal person do in this situation? They justify their feeling. like So because of all the miscommunications we had i'd kind of thought okay well maybe this this woman is so out of this world she's so tapped in to the ethereal that she just can't like communicate in this world so i was like maybe maybe she's who i want to see you know after all uh so i justified it but still didn't feel right and i was like well i can't really call back because she's you know she's you know setting aside her 130 appointment just for me and I would feel wrong if I then called her back after she did all that. So I was like, I'm just going to go and see how it turns out. And can I bring in here, too, sure. that you've been working on boundaries yes. for, for quite a while. And this is tapping into that a little bit. That Now you've got this information that's been given to you, but you don't want to overstep someone's boundary yeah. that shifted their schedule. And blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah. I mean, I just out of respect. So um, I... Got down there and was a few minutes late, so I was a little like upset at myself for being a few minutes late. But she right. seemed okay with it, so we go in there and and the whole time I feel like she's just not getting it. Like it felt like she was just telling me what I wanted to hear, and it was all her opinion, and I didn't sense that anything was divinely guided. Right. So. And while I'm sitting there, she's talking to me. I'm like, okay, this is this is my bad. You know, mm-hmm. this is on me. I'm gonna pay her whatever her fee is, and I'm not gonna say anything because I don't like confrontation. But sure. there's no reason to. No it reason was my to. it was my bad. I should have listened right. to my Taking responsibility, my intuition. The pillars, yep, emotional responsibility. And so that you know, that's what I did. I paid her, said thank you, moved on. Lesson learned. But I wanted to go back to to that moment where I had that feeling because I tend to always second guess these feelings because i'm like you know is it is it a feeling is it just me like being funny i always second guess my intuition which Mm -hmm. is why i want to learn how to trust it and grow it and and hone it yeah and you know something that i want to bring in here is uh you know that's just a great example of uh like you said justification uh not wanting to create conflict but one of the most Important things here is one of the pillars being exemplified of emotional accountability and responsibility. And as soon as you saw that you had enough signs to not show up, then you were willing to pay for it. See, many people would brood, would complain, would say that it wasn't worth their money, 
could cause a lot of negative ripples. But this is just a great example, and I tip my hat to you, Aaron, because when we do realize that we had plenty of opportunities to not follow through with this, and no, I'm going to happily pay you for your time um, because lesson learned. Uh, and so when we're getting in practicing these types of techniques, uh, sitting on the fence is the least productive, and that's where most people sit for a long time. And each time that they are experiencing something like this, they beat themselves up wondering if they're doing the right thing. When it may be worthwhile for many of you to just pick something and go, you know, I'm going to go with my first gut response here, and I'm just going to uh, see how it turns out. And you learn to adjust through the activity of doing it rather than pondering so much. And, but, you know, non-action is safer. So that's one of the first things is just jump off the fence, make a decision following what you feel like is that intuition, and then see if it turns out. If it turns out and you're wrong, then just go, okay, okay, next time I'm just going to, you know, look at it a little bit differently, uh, sense it a little bit differently, see if I'm missing something. Then go through, did I have preferences? Maybe I did have a preference and that clouded this. Or was I jealous of somebody else? See, if you're experiencing any emotion, you're not going to see that clearly. So so even failing is, once again, it's useful and it uh, helps you to get to where you want to be. Yeah, and another reason why I should have listened to it more clearly was that it was going against what I wanted, and that's that's usually a good sign. But but then again, I think about you know when I have to play, to catch a plane that morning. Sometimes I'll get like some anxiety, and I'll think, oh, is that a sign? Is that a sign? You know, maybe I shouldn't go on the plane. Right. So, but but then I can always trace that back to nah. It's you know you're just it's just travel anxiety. Yeah, and if you were a person that never got traveling anxiety, and then all of a sudden your stomach got upset or something like that, then yes, absolutely. So normally it's like I said, it's challenging one of your uh, common patterns uh, when when something comes through like that, the intuition. Um, and so if there's not a little bit of a challenge there, you may be in your realm of just preference and wants and using your emotions to justify that. And so, you know, we just talked about uh, maybe looking at it if it goes against a want, but let's talk about if it goes with your want you definitely need to to look at it. And, and I've been doing some playing around with pendulum work mm-hmm. and just seeing, just playing around with it. And so for those of you who, if you don't or aren't familiar with what pendulum work is, you have like a, usually a crystal on on a string and you, you hold it with your fingers and you, you can ask it questions and it will, it will swing, you know, yes, or one way for yes, one way for no, and, and so on. And it's very similar to muscle testing. And your wants can play a huge role in how it swings because I can sit there and ask it a question, but I can will it to tell me the right the answer that I want at the, right. in that moment by thinking about what I want. And it's a subtle art. So, you know, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about when you think you have some intuition, but it it's also goes goes with what you want. So let's say you didn't really want to go with your significant other to like their family outing Mm -hmm. and you kind of have some feeling and you're like, ah, you know, I kind of don't want to go, but I also have this feeling, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think there's, there's just an, there's an ability to extend that, uh, even past what you want. And, and it is a, I think it would be like a humbling or just a 
considerate question to ask, hey, is there something like um, so-called bad that's going to happen? Uh, like, is there is this beyond my want? I, be, I guess is what I'm trying to get across. Is that like, yeah, you might get the this this bad feeling. You don't really want to go, and you feel like you're you're probably um, not going to be well received because the wife's going to be like, oh, you didn't want to go anyway. So that's why it needs to be beyond what you want. And you, I think you, if a person is earnest in that, they will get a deeper message. And just be like, no, we need to stay home for some reason, or I need to stay home for some reason, or, you know, we need to go a different way than we normally do. Um, so taking that that extra moment, because seeing it clearly is all connected to not being, you know, uh, involved with any of those emotions, positive or negative. And so you kind of have to do the same work as if it is something, you know, negative. You have to take the time to kind of take that blow, uh, allow that that emotion to come through. Maybe it's excitement of we're not I'm not going to have to go so I can stay home and watch football. But then the, after the excitement comes through, it's the well, what could it be? See, you won't go to next thing that you want right away, which is to watch football and think about that. It'll go to know what's what's the next step, what's the next message, what is the what is why is this uh, being um, sensed, so to say? And it's just all about people being earnest rather than chasing what they want. And you can only trust yourself as much as uh, as you can trust yourself. And you really only trust others as much as you trust yourself. So um, so that's always another good barometer to pay attention to. Um, if you've got trust issues with others, then you know, uh, research that in yourself and see where you, where you question yourself. Um, use that external as a message. So I think we've done a great job at, again, retouching upon emotions and not caring intelligence, and then back on intuition to clarify some of the questions that I've had and listeners have had over the past few months. Uh, but maybe in closing, you can take us through like a step-by-step example of when somebody senses something what are like the very simple steps to help them in trying to figure out whether this is uh, an emotional thing or it's truly uh, an intuitive thing? Right. I think the very first question when one has that uh, sensing of whatever it is, intuition, uh, to ask, do I have a preference here? And if the answer is yes, then right away, you know, compare the preference to what is being so-called the message that's coming in. Uh, whether it's in alignment or not, the next step is, okay, what's the next bit of information? And it is a, a humbling uh, next step a, that you're concerned for the overall good of everyone involved here. It's no longer a selfish um, act. And once it comes into that next realm of the overall good of everyone involved, many times people will be given like another hit or another um, uh, feeling or sensing whatever – language somebody wants to use and we have dissected all those in a previous episode but it's that it's that earnestness to really truly want truth and when one is truly seeking truth they set their preferences to the side and look to build off of all of the senses simultaneously and then um, even extra sense perceptions so none of those tools 
can often be trusted if there is a preference there or if there is an emotional reaction that is there. If you have an emotional reaction, it could have been a message that was coming. So have the emotional reaction and then work to get out of that emotion and then revisit the concept, the question, uh, and sit with it. And the more neutral that you can sit with it, and you know, you can only be honest with yourself, the more neutral you can sit with it, either before or after an emotional reaction, then the more likely you are to see it clearly or what uh, term I use consciously. So seeing something consciously or having a conscious experience does not mean that you're not involved in emotions. It just means that you're able to move through them. As I've said before, children uh, exemplify this very well. Five-year-olds, they get, they're playing, they're having a great time, they get upset, they hit each other, and then five or ten minutes later they forgot all about it and they're uh, playing back together again. So we just, we just want to skip the reaction part and get back to uh, staying in love even when differences are around and even when we're not getting our way. And um, that's what a lot of this uh, podcast is about and the philosophy, the just philosophy. So uh, finding that flow of life and being in your specific flow um, is a part of what we help people with. Woo! Woo! Well, that was a great episode. Everybody stay tuned for our three minutes of stillness, which is going to feature uh, a poem written by Alexander on oh, yeah. uh, 11, 11 at, what was it? One eleven At one eleven p.m. So stay tuned. Purpose, agility, resourcefulness, patience. Fragmentation overrides sensible regulations, drifting onwards and outwards, stimulating cosmic rewards of past lifetimes lost, acquired, stolen, or rejected. Nevertheless, squander effortlessly, captivating ghosts unsettled. Caress, stimulate objectives, reasonably chosen, manually grown, subjectively in motion. An inward potion, a vibrating erosion towards a masterful implosion. Where we seek, we lie. 
What we find, we tie. When we've lost, we've tried. Be kind behind the vine of time. A thorn released, a step you find. Never cry your freedom of mind. This friendship, emergence, silences the crimes. We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment. It's sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.